And welcome back to our stream. My name's Kurt Elder, and our dear friend Lynn Fisher might be joining us a little later. And if not, we're going to wish him well, uh, as I think he would have enjoyed this conversation tonight. Tonight, we have on Jim Bennett. And Jim uh, wears many hats. Uh, the way that I know Jim through is uh, through the Teammates Association, which is a local... Uh, uh, it's just so well-known. People know what Teammates is just through through so many people's efforts at LPS and just general other ways. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about mentoring in Lincoln as one piece of our conversation. Two is a uh, looking at some of the research efforts that a mentoring coalition has done in our community. And then three, we really want to promote and encourage you to attend a uh, virtual event that the Community Health Endowment is putting on this Friday. Uh, and we'll share some information on, on, on how to get involved with that. Uh, but that's also on the state of mentoring here in Lincoln, Nebraska. So let's just jump into it. Jim, I don't think you've been on our program before, but would you go ahead and share with our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you came from, how you got involved, and uh, your, you know, just this field. So just take yeah. as much time as you want. Well, great, great. So thanks for having me. It is my first time on. I appreciate the time. Uh, yeah, so... <clears throat> I'm the, I'm the coordinator for Teammates of Lincoln, which is a mentoring organization here in town. Uh, we uh, are, are affiliated with the Lincoln Public Schools, but we serve over 70 school districts, including the local parochial schools as well. So we've got stu students who are being mentored all over our city. Uh, teammates specifically has um, 1,200 matches that we serve this year. So that's 1,200 youth and 1,200 caring adults that are out there mentoring one time a week. And so this is what we do. And we we find ways to, to match uh, caring adults with, with kids and uh, have them create relationships. So that's what teammates does, but we're part of a, I'm part of a broader effort of, uh, we're part of the Lincoln Youth Mentoring Coalition. And that was created three years ago uh, here in Lincoln. And I'll talk more about that here in a little bit, but I'm kind of here as, as kind of a representative of that group, a larger, a broader network of mentoring groups in town who are all doing a great work matching caring adults with, with students as well. But I've been, gosh, I've been in Lincoln now for, uh, I went away for a few years after college, but I've been, been in Lincoln for a long time. Started doing youth work uh, back in 1993, worked in psychiatric hospitals and juvenile detention centers. Uh, in the school systems, uh, took about five years off and did some juvenile justice reform work in our state, uh, 2013 through 18, really enjoyed that work as well. So I've been in juvenile justice quite a bit, but uh, came back to teammates about five years ago. And then when I came back five years ago, I, I was friends with the uh, director of Big Brothers Big Sisters and her and I sat down and we talked a little bit about this idea of of mentoring and, and how it, it not only supports young people with, uh, you know, their, their their social health or their or their mental health, but there's a there's a there's a physical health benefit to it as well that is well documented. And so when her and I were talking about it, it was something that she was mentioning that she'd been working with the community health endowment on, and I said, you know, count me in. That sounds great. And then she moved on to uh, a different position. <laughs> Uh, as as happens in nonprofits a lot, and and uh, community health now reached out to teammates and said, "Could you take the ball and run with this? This idea of a de of development of a of a coalition 
of of mentors so uh, of mentoring organizations so we of course totally on board with their with their support uh we pulled together um a group of what what so there's several mentoring organizations in town that are nationally recognized for being mentoring organizations they 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 meet the standards of the national mentoring partnership for quality mentoring programs and that really just means these are programs that you use background checks that ask for a one-year commitment uh at least for mentoring and then also do training of all their mentors so us um city impact big brothers big sisters casa and federal programs so that those five groups i we we helped convene them and got everybody together and then we were able to um, hire a consultant we hired clover frederick to come in and run the coalition and we reached out to just about anybody who either supports mentoring or is a mentoring organization and 26 different organizations joined the coalition and with that we started doing some research and figuring out what does mentoring look like in our community and that's what we did and we did that for um one full year and, and we convened and gathered as much data as possible and then the second year we wrote a report wow so so as someone who really enjoys the planning process right. sorry listeners i want to nerd out for a second i enjoy a good focus group i enjoy a good survey when you speak about that you reached out to anyone that was just involved um Right. So, so if I go back a little bit further, further than that, um, there was five main groups that you had you know, talked about. When we look at those five main groups and, and then the uh, population that the broader group supported, what percentage of the total does those five groups contribute? As far um, as that's a great question. Yeah, that uh, I don't know the exact number, but it's significant. Uh, you know, so with teammates with 1,200, at the time of the report, I believe we figured in the city of Lincoln that there were 20, 2,370 youth being mentored in our community. You know, Big Brothers, Big Sisters is probably the second biggest and then followed by City Impact. CASA is a little bit different. Um, uh, Don Rocky runs CASA and does a wonderful, wonderful job. But th they're not as traditional mentoring as so they're court appointed uh, advocates. And so they're in the court system helping helping families navigate. Their right. Courts. So it's a little different for them. So I don't know that they're necessarily in those numbers. Uh, federal programs also had a has a different model, LPS federal programs, where teachers were mentoring students in different programs. So all these programs that we talk about um, all do little things differently, right? There's lots of different models. There's lots of different populations served. Uh, and so because of that, they all look slightly different. Although the majority are, are developmental models of mentoring where relationship focused, those kinds of things, but some are academic, uh, some are faith-based, you, sure. know, you know, some are prescriptive where there's like a curriculum attached to them. Uh, but yeah, I'd say, I, I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I would venture a guess that 80% of the students 75 to 80 percent of the students being mentored are mentored in those five organizations so i i think i shared this with you and i think our listeners might know but i'll just put it just as just a foundation piece i started mentoring when i was maybe like a junior mm -hmm. sophomore in high school and even back then there was background checks for what you could do for a you know 17 year old training and just effort you put into it but then as later on in life i got more involved with big brothers big sisters and that process was there was an interview I'm like are you sure you're mentor material mm -hmm. 
Do those other four groups of, of those five that you mentioned, do they have a pre-interview just to pre-qualify as a piece of that quality standard? Um, I can't say that the, the, I know that for all of those organizations, I know that we do, we do references and background checks and we check with references. And then uh, even a part of that, whenever an organization does training, whether mentors know it or not, that, that training is also a, a, a is a time to you know, <laughs> sure, yeah, it's to like feel. So there are lots of points throughout the process of getting somebody up and running and training and to to get to know the get to know those folks and figure out two things. One is this a good fit for them, right? You know, and and I'd say, I mean, most just. 99 times out of 100, it works out just fine. But there's right. times when we're like, ah, oh, this maybe isn't a good fit. But the other thing is to, we want, everyone wants to match really, really well. And and that's the thing that I think people forget about that. When, you don't just join a mentoring organization, don't get your name pulled out <laughs> of the hat and, and just match with somebody and hope it works, right? We're very, very, all of us are very, very careful about making good quality matches. And so if you can be real slow and careful to match, you're mm-hmm. gonna have better outcomes in the match and that's gonna last longer. And it's gonna be better for everybody involved. I think what you're talking about uh, is is important too, is that, um, you know, Big Brothers Big Sisters is that community-based model. And it's just, it's, it's a different model than, than say a teammates where it's a school-based model. Both are, we're, we're so lucky to have both of these models in our community and serve youth in a couple very different ways while still kind of gaining some of the same traction for each sets of youth. But that, that there's a, I mean, that big brothers, big sisters model is, is tried and true. And uh, they are very careful and they're very careful to make sure that they're keeping safety standards up. And as are we, and as are most of sure. us, all these organizations. So I think that's a great, a great point to bring up. Um, you know, that's just a community community based model has has a, in, inherently some more things that they have to think about. So, I have a I have your report right here. I just really want to dig into this. Um, but before we get to our break, and time's flying by, um, so when we think about mentoring, mentoring is sometimes defined as you know we're mentoring youth, and youth is twenty four and twenty four and under. Although the vast majority of those being mentored are nineteen and under, most are you know like. 10 to 15, you know, sometime, you know, middle school, because when kids get to high school, sometimes they are just too cool to be mentored. Sometimes <laughs> when we think about the need for mentoring, that's more towards the end of the report that you have here. And we'll share with the audience where they can find this as well. Cause this is a great read. Um, when we look at, you know, that population that's between like six, seven and 18, there's about 21,000, you know, young people out there. Right, and, and you're serving, you know, it's going to round up about three thousand. And when we look at the need for mentors, yeah, how how does one know or how does one apply to say like, hey, I think my son, my daughter, I think they're going to benefit from a bit more positive interaction or just a bit more intentional interaction. How does one person get involved in this mentoring space? Yeah, uh, you're, and you're think you're asking about the mentee space of it, like being. Correct. Yeah, being mentored. Um, every program's got a little bit different nomination process. You know, um, ours being school-based, we nominate within a school. 
you know, big brothers, big sisters, you would contact the agencies. And I think, you know, we're, we'll talk about the website and where you can see these agencies and read a little bit about them. It'll be, it'll be just as valuable for a parent as it would be for a prospective mentor to find out where, where uh, or even a student, frankly, you know, if the students, you know, would like to do this as well. There's lots of different organizations that have that. And, you know, there's even lots of opportunities that aren't traditional mentoring opportunities where, where there's mentoring happening. Uh, lots of, of, of school-based programming that happens, lots of club work that's happening. There's lots of ways that uh, maybe less formal mentoring, less sure. not mentoring organizations, but there's lots of ways to get engaged. It's engagement and it's relationship building. And there's lots of ways to do that. But I each organization is a little bit different. No, I think that's just a great way just to, I think that when people think about mentoring, sometimes they think, oh God, that's just, that's just a big step. I don't know if I can do that, but we're doing it on, on such an intentional level in so many other ways. Hey, I'm doing scouts. I'm doing this. I'm talking to the neighborhood kid. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm being positive within my culture. So I'm Kurt Elder. We're having a great conversation with uh, Jim Bennett. We are talking about um, the mentoring coalition and the good work they're doing and the and in the second half, we'll cover how you can be part of the conversation this coming Friday uh, through a uh, through a presentation made by the Community Health Endowment. So stick with us, and we'll be right back. And welcome back to Our Street. My name's Kurt Elder. We're still having a great conversation with Jim Bennett with teammates, and he's actually representing a, a local mentoring coalition. During the break, Jim and I were having a conversation about some of those topics that we wanted to really cover. Um, Jim's loaded up with some points he wants to talk about, but I really want to put out to our listeners first how they can be part of that conversation this coming Friday. Uh, that would be uh, Friday 26th, Friday, May 26th. You can uh, sign up for this webinar by going to the uh, Health Endowments website, which is chelincoln.org. And when you get there, there's a drop down uh, that says news, events, and resources. And at the bottom is community conversations. And they're the first one there. So it's sign up there it's going to be a good conversation i've attended a number of these other community conversations the last thing from an hour to an hour and a half that's just good content uh when we look at this mentoring report jim what are some of the things that really stick out to you um you had three things so i'm just going to tee up for the first one um we had about 2400 on the high side you know, young persons that are being mentored now, but there's a but there's a need for more mentors. What's what's that gap look like that we know of right now? Right. Yeah. So as of the when we we drew this data is about two years old, but we don't think that that data is changing all that much uh, over the last two years. But we had uh, a, just under a thousand young people identified as wanting a mentor and not having one, and um, that that kind of goes to show you the need that's that's what we call the waiting list and those are the like i said the known mentors are different than uh those that we don't know we it, and and we we talked a bit about this that young people are getting mentoring in lots of different ways and, and getting that support they need from a caring adult in lots of ways other than a formal mentoring program uh they maybe they get it with school activities through their home life through relatives through community members and maybe they're, they're not as is in need of a, a of a, another caring adult in their life than others so we don't know what that number could be 
But we do always kind of say that every kid needs a caring adult in their life, that there's really not, a, you know, I joke sometimes when I when I recruit, I say, you know, I think I could use another caring adult in my life. <laughs> I have to adult today? Yeah. So this wouldn't be bad to have another person that, that was, was looking in and checking in on you. But the other thing about that wait list that is a little bit deceiving is that it, those aren't the same kids that were on it three years ago. They, they're rotating, right? It's, it's a rotational list. It really speaks to how long young kids have to sometimes wait to get matched. And like I said, we don't leave anybody, on, at least on, on teammates' wait list, and I know this is the case for all the members of the coalition, that we do not um, leave youth on a wait list if they don't want to mentor, right? If you know they have to want somebody to be they want to, to mentor them. So there's a there's a definite need there. Um, specifically, and if, if you don't mind me going into the second the oh, next please do, yeah. The report identified a couple of pretty glaring gaps in, in, in our mentoring in our community. And it, they, they match national trends for mentoring organizations across our country. And the number one is the need for male mentors. Uh, only about 30%, 35% of the youth being mentored in Lincoln are boys uh, because there's a shortage of male mentors in the report shined a, a bright light on that, that that's something we've got to get better at. We hope to the, that um, the the men in our community will step up and meet that challenge. And, and uh, young boys are waiting longer on wait lists than, than young women are. And um, the need is just as equal. So uh, that's it, one thing. Oh, go ahead. No, it's just, it's just get a, a point here. Uh, so if someone's on a wait list and mm -hmm since you have a coordinated system, so you, you, you might have someone who might fit that person's in right. some other of, of your other area. If that young person continues to want to be mentored, what's the average weight of amount of time that they're on that wait list? If you could ballpark it, that's fine. Second base yeah. to the wall. Um, it's, it, it can be years. It can be years. Uh, it, you know, and because we don't, it's not the same for every kid. We. These, these mentoring organizations match based on fit, right? They take into account how long someone's been on the wait list. We all have high priority youth who, who we really need to get matched, right? But if we have a match with a, with a youth who has been on for six months and one who's been on for a year, but the match is better with the one who's been on for six months, that youth will come off the wait list quicker than the one who's already been on it for a year because you, you want to match the best person you possibly can, but while taking into consideration all these other things. So the wait list is actually very confusing, um, but it does highlight the need. And I think that that's, that's maybe the, the, what I like to focus on with that is that, is that there's a lot of young people out there who are really asking to have this be a part of a program. And, and we're just waiting on the, that volunteer pool to meet that need. When we think about the time commitment it takes to be part of your group or another, because you ask for a year commitment sometimes that's a little scary like oh a year oh how 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 many times a week or a month or is the is the threshold that you ask for a commitment to uh that it's every, every program's different so we're Correct. we're uh, we're a school-based mentoring program one time a week we are looking for 24 meetings a year um uh i always talk about big brothers big sisters you know th their meetings are a little bit more intensive 
Uh, it, they last longer than an hour usually. They're usually after school, sometimes even weekends. Uh, they do act different activities together. So that's a different model. Um, I don't know what their requirements are uh, for that, for that, but they also are looking, but some people want that model. We, we refer to Big Brothers Big Sisters pretty consistently. Uh, and if people want a faith-based model, we've got a few of those that we refer to. Uh, some people are doing some really innovative mentoring in our community right now and doing some really cool things. Um, Visionary Youth has got the, the and, and they'll be speaking on Friday at the, the, the community conversation around what they're doing. They've got a, um, a bus that they've equipped with barber stations in it and they travel to communities and they do mentoring through a mobile barber, uh, barber shop. It's how cool is that? It is super cool. It's, it's really neat. But they all, and we all have a different model of mentoring, right? So it looks a little bit different. I can speak to ours, um, and our average our average match stays together for three years. So it's a, you know, that's that's what we what I know we've got going. It is a little bit concerning, but but we one thing we know about mentoring is that if a if if a mentoring relationship dissolves in under six months it generally is not is harmful to young people so there's a part of that's why that's why the national best practice is at least a year-long uh, requirement so that we're not inadvertently not not just not helping kids but actually harming young people so from my background which is in community planning when we look at to build social capital we look at the you know the ways to do that and it really comes from intentionality and it comes yeah. from being present in someone's life and wanting the best for them beyond what you can get out of them or however you want to phrase that. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about what your group and other groups are asking of you to be part of this you know, barter pool to help just these kids out, it's, mm -hmm. it's a pretty low ask once we just take a step back and say, I care about my community. Every kid needs a chance to be loved. Let's yeah. just, let's just give them a chance, right? Also, also what people don't think about all the time is people really like to focus on what this is doing for youth in our community. But what people don't realize is what it's doing for the mentors in our community. And there is a there is a, an incredible effect that, that mentoring has on the people who are doing the mentoring. Uh, it changes lives. Uh, people will say it's the best hour of my week. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more out of it than they are. Uh, we know that the research says that if, if businesses let their uh, employees go mentor, they're more they're more connected to their communities, they're more engaged at work, they're more productive, and they're just better employees overall. So there's lots of communities that let their mentor, mentor and the state of Nebraska has just implemented that, that the state employees can now spend an hour uh, a week uh, in a it, to mentor if they want to that's great yeah so because everyone can everyone knows what the research says about it it's it's a good thing for everybody and i'll say this i've got two mentees and i am i am i i promise you i'm a i'm a better parent i'm a better parent for having mentored those two young young men and i my hope is there's a ripple effect my daughter becomes a better parent when she's older and affects her children and um, there, I think I think mentoring really can grow and, and have a really strong ripple effect within our community and really benefit our the entire sure. city. Within your report, you also say that what is needed is a media campaign just to get just to tell this story out more. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what I think, what, I know well, what I've done, what other mentors that I've known have done. We all get together and we just swap stories. I've just right. Wow, that you know. So one of my favorite stories is I was I was. Uh, 
I was at a at a school through through uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters, and because I was the biggest person there, they put me as goalie for the soccer game. I was the worst goalie ever, and to have a group of young men and kids come like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't do this. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just like it was just a great moment, and, uh, but it's some heck. So, in our last few minutes here, I I want to make sure that people who are interested in this panel's discussion on Friday learn a little bit more about this panel's discussion. Uh, can you just briefly go whoever is going to be talking and some topics that they might be covering or just what the agenda looks like? Yeah, if you well, would, if you would have that up. Yeah, let me just real quick. Let me just get that from from here. And while you're doing that, I'm just going to let our listeners just remind them one more time. If you want to be part of that, you can go to chelincoln.org. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a little tab that says news and events, things like that. You just go down to uh, it is news, events, and resources, and you go down to community conversations, and it's going to be right there. Okay, I've got it right here in front of me. Um, so I'll be there talking about the coalition again. I'm gonna, I want to make sure the community gets to hear a little bit more about that work. The moderator is going to be Steve Solario, the youth program director of the Latino Leadership Youth Programs at El Centro de los Americas. Uh, KB Mensa is going to be there. He's the founder of the uh, and, and executive director of Visionary Youth, which is that mobile barbershop I mentioned earlier. So you'll get to hopefully see some pictures of that. That thing is pretty amazing. Um, Angela Gell, uh, Geller, uh, lead family coordinator for Society of Care, will be there. And then um, also Jakira Hopper. Uh, she is a uh, mentor. She's on my, the board of directors for teammates and is a former mentee. So she's seen the mentoring uh, program from three very different hats. And so getting that perspective from her as well. So she'll be there. Uh, Lori Seibel from the Community Health Endowment will also talk about the coordination that, that CHE has done in the areas of mentoring. And it's uh, they've kind of have, have stood up as, as leaders in mentoring in Lincoln and, and have really been supportive of that. In, in ways that mentoring organizations really need that support. So we really appreciate that. Um, there's going to be a lot of time for audience questions. We're going to take a lot of feedback, but those we're actually going to talk about our programs and kind of how youth are impacted. Uh, we're also going to focus on um, uh, BIPOC uh, men mentees and how they're affected within our programs. We realize that that's a, a real shortage uh, in, in Lincoln. 52% of the mentees are, are students of color and only 12% of the mentors are people of color. So there's this real discrepancy. And it's not that the, 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 that doesn't mean that those folks can't be amazing mentors because they absolutely can. And those relationships are really special. It's just that the national best practice is to really match your, your mentoring pool as closely as you can with the, with the mentees you serve. We find that the outcomes are better if you can do that. So um, that's a that's a little side note, but that that's reason for some of the focus from this community conversation is to really make sure we're addressing that as a whole. So in the last little bit that I want to give you uh, is just this simple, quick question. If someone wants to be a mentor, how can they get involved? What's is there a one stop shop that they can yeah. sign up? Yeah. Yeah. So as part of the coalition, we developed a website where people could go. And now I, for what we talked about as well, you know, families could go if they want to research mentoring organizations. We've made it really, really simple. Uh, it's you go to type in mentor LNK or go to mentor And it's a website where 
right at the very top of that page, you can you can click on this says find find your mentoring organization today. And what you do is you click on that and what it does is it, it, it you can scroll down, you can see a little cap of what each mentoring organization does. Uh, and it just it, so and then there's a finding you can click on find your mentoring organization and we've got six categories that you can choose uh, uh, you could choose from age of students you want you want to you want to serve um, gen, uh, genders you want to serve meeting times identifications like a lot of that's uh, race and ethnicity uh, and then what sure. type of, what type of mentoring you want to do and then the frequency you type those things in and it will pull up all the mentoring organizations that fit what you're what you're asking for. So we've made it really, really simple to, to see all of the members of the coalition on here and really find out if it's if there's a good fit for you to be a mentor or if, if there's a good place where your um, son or daughter would like to like to become a mentee within an organization as well. What a great way to end. Jim, thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. I'm Cardelder for Lynn Fisher. Thank you for joining us on Our Street. We'll see you next week.